Kent Online News. News you can trust. This is the Kent Online Podcast. Kate Faulkner. Hello, hope you're okay. Thank you for downloading today's podcast on Thursday, May 11th. Our top story today, a Kent dad says he feels let down after his son was given a place at a secondary school miles from home. Stephen McKeon was hoping to send 11-year-old Max to the nearby School of Science and Technology in Weavering, but he's been offered the homestale in Snodland instead, a weekly round trip of 182 miles. When the um, the allocation of schools came out, we was offered um, a school in... Um, Snodland, it was called Homesdale School. It equates to roughly just about 10 miles um, away. It wasn't anything on our uh, request list. Um, I subsequently rejected that school solely on the grounds of it's a round trip per week of 182 miles, which I think would be probably way too far and too much for me to um, be able to get to, especially over a prolonged period of eight or nine years for which he's going to be at his secondary school. When um, when I got the uh, notification that I hadn't got into one of the local the local school, I have approached a council on two separate occasions, and I was told that my son had been um, it had been done by measurement, and that the last vacancy at the school went to a local child, which was approximately thirty metres away. Um, subsequently, since that though, I've uh, found out that I know of at least six other children that have got entry into the school. Um, that live further away than I do, but also have not got no any um, sibling affiliation or special needs, which made me wonder how um, my child did not get a place in that school and other children did. I think like all children, though, they want to go to school with their friends, with people they know. Going into secondary school is probably quite a daunting task for any child to to have to do, but going in you know, to a school where they not don't only not know anybody, but they're completely unfamiliar with their surroundings is, is very, very daunting. And this is why I wanted him to go to a local school where he'd know people down, down here, and we've got no um, immediate family in Kent, so, so he's solely relying on children that he's met through his football club or like going to the local jiu-jitsu club. Um, you know, and it was gonna give him that additional support network that he would require being an only child. And obviously, I think you mentioned, you know, you're paying council tax up, yeah. up at the moment, and now you can't actually get to a local school a mile away. Mm-hmm. Do you just feel a little bit kind of put off by that, a little bit let down? Well, we all know that obviously there's been an increase in our council tax in Kenneth, I think it was 5%. And um, I do understand that, you know, the council has to balance the books. I do get that. But what is uh, perplexes me is that... Um, we're paying for these local schools, but yet we can't get our children into them. We're being forced to go to schools, not even within the Mason area now. It's completely outside the area. So it makes me start to wonder what is our money actually doing? Um, my answer would be to the council, if you know, either build more schools or put porter cabins in the uh, playground of the local schools to house these children. They shouldn't be forced to go elsewhere. It's completely wrong. That's just in my opinion. But I also know that there's other people locally to me that share this opinion of basically having the same sort of um, predicament that I'm in at the moment. The County Council says only one preference had been listed on their application form and that the school was oversubscribed. The family have appealed. 
A charity says a record number of people are coming to them for help with the cost of living crisis. Citizens Advice is offering support to an average of nearly 10,000 people a day with things like rising bills and food prices. It comes as the Bank of England has confirmed a 12th consecutive interest rate rise. It's increased its base rate from 4.25% to 4.5%. It's the highest level since 2008, making mortgages and loans more expensive. Kent Online spoke to Vanessa Barfoot. She's a local area mortgage manager. It is a shame. I mean, we knew it was coming or certainly you had that expectation. Um, so it's not a massive surprise to us in the industry. Hopefully it will help the economy going forward. But really what your listeners are probably wanting to know is what does it mean to them? Um, so, you know, when we talk about first time buyers, they will be looking at um, the monthly cost and how that would have increased. The lenders will look to increase rates. They are uh, trying to lend as much as possible and they've all got massive targets to reach this year. So the lending is still there, um, albeit um, everybody's got to go through the checks with the lender. Um, our viewpoint is, and certainly for the first time buyers, is that if they can afford the monthly payment and it's comfortable for them, that's what they should be looking at and maybe looking to um, have that security of a nice fixed rate, maybe for five years, um, if they are nervous about their first ever purchase, which I'm sure lots of first time buyers would be. And what about those who might be in a situation where they're on a tracker mortgage at the moment? Perhaps the mortgage they their mortgage deal ran out when the mortgage rate suddenly went really, really high. They've gone on to a tracker. How are they going to be feeling today? Um, they will be disappointed, I'm sure, uh, because if we looked at somebody that maybe had a £200,000 mortgage, um, they could be looking at an increase of 40 odd quid a month on top. I would suggest, uh, I would advise them to, again, go and see a whole of the intermediary market broker um, to get professional advice as to whether now is the time for them to maybe think about fixing their rate um, if they want to have that um, security going forward. Um, they will also, if they're coming up for remortgage, um, they will also have the option of product transfers with their own lender. So the lenders, again, are trying to assist people as much as they can and try to retain business. Um, again, a mortgage broker would be able to explain the pros and the cons of the market, whether that is to either stay with your existing provider or indeed look at everybody else that's available and go with the best deal for that client's individual circumstances. At this stage, experts say it's impossible to say when rates will start to fall. A Kent campaigner who has led the battle to persuade the government not to increase fuel duty has entered the London mayoral race. Howard Cox from Cranbrook founded Fair Fuel UK in 2010 and claims to have stopped more than £200 billion of planned tax rises on fuel. Now he's to stand as the candidate for the reform group next year. He's vowing to scrap ULES if he wins, phase out low traffic neighbourhoods and scale back 20 mile per hour speed limits. It's a change of allegiance for Howard who says he's voted Tory for 50 years but he can't see them beating Sadiq Khan. Yulez aside, he says he also wants to cut crime and make London safe. Kent Online reports. A former Met Police officer is facing a disciplinary hearing over allegedly failing to properly investigate accusations of indecent exposure made against Wayne Cousins. He's serving life in prison for murdering Sarah Everard and has also admitted offences at a McDonald's in Swanley. Samantha Lee is accused of failing to meet standards of responsibility, honesty and integrity. There'll be a hearing next week. Our other top stories today. Two men have been sentenced after cannabis was found being sold from a bakery in Folkestone. The pair were using the Waken Bakery in Sheraton High Street 
agreed to provide the Class B drug. The shop closed in March. A 24-year-old from Cheriton Road has been locked up for just over two years. A 33-year-old from Hythe got a suspended prison term. Video footage has emerged of armed police storming a house in Dartford where a woman suffered fatal gunshot wounds. 36-year-old Hayley Burke was reportedly held hostage at her home in Priory Road on Saturday. A neighbour filmed the moment officers broke into the garage. The woman was taken to hospital but later died from her injuries. A man who's been treated as the suspect remains in a critical condition. You can see the full video at Kent Online. A violent robber who snatched a bag from a woman before threatening staff at a McDonald's in Strood has been locked up. Ryan Cooney was out on licence from prison at the time and police used data from a GPS on his leg to convict him. The 35-year-old from Hilltop Road in the town will spend more than three years behind bars. Kent Online reports. This has been one of our most read stories of the day. There's confusion after notes were left on the windscreens of cars parked on a road near Maidstone. They told drivers to stop blocking Harvester's Way in Weavering, adding avoid damage to your car. While some have taken it as a threat, others think it was just a friendly warning. The market in Canterbury could make a return after the people behind a move to break it up suffered a heavy defeat at last week's local election. Storeholders were forced to move to pitches across the city after it was axed by the Tory-led administration. Now, Labor are hoping to form a coalition with the Lib Dems to run the authority, paving the way for the market to be reinstated. E-scooters have been banned from southeastern trains because of concerns about their batteries catching a light. They've been known to overheat and could potentially melt through the floor of the carriage or cause panic among passengers. Some other rail operators have already banned them, including Transport for London. Now, two women who went to the same village school in India 40 years ago have discovered they live just miles apart, with one in Maidstone and the other in Bexley. Smruti Dodia and Mita Jethwa were two schoolgirls together in the 1980s and, unbeknownst to each other, they both married and moved to the UK. Their paths crossed again recently through an alumni group set up to save their now-abandoned school. Mita says it's been nice to be connected and that she and Smruti have been able to relate to one another after going through recent difficult life experiences. I find our sister, I live in Kent, so I message her, where do you live in Kent? And she replied me back, I live in Dartford. Her husband passed away as mm. well and my husband passed away as well. Mm. So she said it's a bit nice, nice, we are in the same situation. So we get now like a little company to do some this and that. If we get a chance, we can go on a holiday together or maybe day trip or something. The pair have been able to meet up in London and joke that it was like going on a blind date. Kent Online reports. There are calls for care workers in Kent to be paid a minimum of £15 an hour in a bid to tackle a major recruitment crisis. The TUC says there are currently 165,000 vacancies across the country with low pay being one of the main causes. They also reckon the price hike would boost the county's economy by £218 million. A former soldier from Canterbury who's attempting to become the first ever double above-the-knee amputee to climb Everest has completed the first part of the journey. Harry Magar was injured while serving in Afghanistan. He's been using special prosthetics and started the climb on Saturday but has been slowed down by poor weather. Hello everyone. Welcome to Camp 2. 6,536 metres. It's very windy here. Uh, it was from yesterday. Uh, camp 1. Uh, yeah. So record from uh, Camp 
uh, this camp to camp one was 16 hours so yeah we beat that so i'm happy with that so but also this is the first time ever uh, double amputee going through uh, double amputee above knee going through kumbu ice fall right, but also yeah. coming up to the uh, camp two so this is also the huge huge um, uh, achievement for me uh, and it's just amazing experience and uh, yeah so if everything goes as a plan it's just three days left to yes. summit three more days it's about about three kilometers from here to summit you can see and we actually see here yeah excuse me a little bit wind there you go yeah. but we expected that so yeah 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 so we're not here to uh, chill out and enjoy the life and we were here to work hard um we're not here to show um the, how powerful we are and uh, how uh, you know strong we are we're here to adapt our life so yeah keep tuned and uh, yeah Catch uh, you up soon. If conditions improve, he could reach the summit in the next few days. A charity set up in the memory of a seven-year-old from Seven Oaks is funding pioneering research into the cancer she died from. Alice Wakeling passed away in 2019 after first being diagnosed with the disease four years earlier when she was just three. So far, three and a half million pounds has been raised, and the new study will look at therapies to stop the cancer from returning. Kent Online reports. Kent Online's been told plans for a concert venue in Ashford are still on the agenda, despite the English National Opera saying they won't move there. A multi-millionaire wants to build a 1,600-seat venue on the Vicarage Lane car park and former Mecca Bingo site in the town. It had been hoped the opera company would choose it as their new home after being told to relocate from London. They've shortlisted Birmingham, Bristol, Greater Manchester, Liverpool and Nottingham instead. There's a big difference in the amount of money various parts of Kent spent on coronation celebrations. Dartford Council was the highest at more than £30,000, followed by Ashford and Maidstone. Some areas, including Canterbury, Dover and Thanet, didn't allocate any money towards it at all. A health and fitness company is set to take over a town centre after a national gym brand moved out. Maidstone Council have confirmed they're in talks about a takeover of the former David Lloyd building at Lock Meadow. However, details at the moment are said to be commercially sensitive. And an historic pub in Ramsgate, which dates back to more than 240 years, is set to be turned into flats. The Wheat Chief Inn in St Lawrence has been on the corner of the high street since 1777 but closed two years ago after drastically underperforming. It's understood the old building will be turned into three homes. Kent Online Sports. Cricket now and Kent's head coach is urging Joe Denley and Daniel Bell Drummond to focus on preparations for the T20 after they were dropped from the county championship squad. Kent are welcoming Hampshire to Canterbury for their fifth match of the season in the longer format. They'll be hoping to bounce back from a defeat to Middlesex a couple of weeks ago. They'll be hoping to bounce back from a defeat to Middlesex a couple of weeks ago. That's all from us today. Thank you ever so much for listening. Don't forget, you can follow on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram and TikTok. You can also get details on the top stories direct to your email each morning via the briefing. To sign up, just head to kentonline.co.uk. News you can trust. This is the Kent Online Podcast.